Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sunshine Cinema Show. Please take your seats as the feature presentation is about to begin. Hello there. Some fade just right. Uh, my name is Nick, and I am once again proud to welcome you to the Sunshine Cinema Show. Uh, more of a short film, I think, a, a one reeler this week rather than the, the the feature presentation we often put on for everybody because it's just me this time. Uh, I'm usually joined by Marcus, and we present the show together, but he is uh, unfortunately unable to do so at present due to a small bout of illness. Uh, I wish him the best, and I uh, hope he feels better soon. Um, I think he said he's over the worst of it already, and um, you know, because of that, we should both be here for a, a new full episode of the show two weeks from today, which uh, I think will be the 20th of October. So, mark that in your diary for, the, <laughs> for when the next full podcast comes up. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, to, to give you something to listen to, I'm here to provide you with uh, another timely Minisode, much like my Rocket Man review earlier in the year, but this time it's to uh, highlight one of my favourite films of the year so far, which, quite handily, has just become available to rent and own on uh, DVD and video on demand. Uh, yeah, let's just get straight into it. It's uh, Booksmart, rated 15. Academic overachievers Amy and Molly thought keeping their noses to the grindstone gave them a leg up on their high school peers. But on the eve of graduation, the best friends suddenly realised that they may have missed out on the special moments of their teenage years. Determined to make up for lost time, the girls decide to cram four years of not-to-be-missed fun into one night. A chaotic adventure that no amount of book smarts could prepare them for. We chose. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. They did both. So? So we messed up. We didn't have to choose. They did both. We are the only who did one. Hey, we are not Okay, let's just come sit down. We'll cut the cake. Look at the memory box. Celebrate the end. This is not a time to celebrate. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Let's go to Nick's party. Are you kidding? No, no way. We only have one night left to have studied and partied in high school. Otherwise, we're just gonna be the girls that missed out. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Okay, we've broken a lot of rules. One, we have fake IDs. Fake college IDs so we can get into their 24-hour library. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. Yes, he broke art rules. Name a person who broke a real rule. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. Nobody knows that we are fun. We know. They need to know. Who's they? We are not one-dimensional. We are smart and fun. We have to do this. Booksmart stars uh, Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Dever in the lead roles, who live together for, for 10 weeks during filming in order to develop a better rapport with one another. The cast also features Jessica Williams, Jason Sudeikis, Lisa Kudrow and Will Fort. It's the directorial debut of Olivia Wilde, who is uh, perhaps better known as a, an actress, starring in films such as Tron Legacy and the TV series The, the O.C. and House. And the film was executive produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Uh, so I mentioned at the top of the show that this is 
one of my favourite films of the year so far. It's also one that I think more people should check out because it had a fairly small release. And one that might even be more successful on DVD and home entertainment, which is it's not to say that the film isn't cinematic. I think it's got a great visual style that I'll, I'll talk about in a bit. But um, because the film has such a comforting aura, and maybe it hit me in that way because I'd already seen it and enjoyed it once in a cinema, but watching this film feels like changing into some more comfortable clothing after a long day at work or uh, starting to choosing to choosing to start the day with something more relaxed on a weekend. <laughs> and as such, I, I think that feeling lends itself well to a film such as this being seen on the sofa rather than in the cinema. And I, I think that can apply to a lot of other great films as well. Most of Wes Anderson's films, like The Grand Budapest Hotel, they have that feel about them, um, as does Sofia Coppola's work, like Lost in Translation and The Virgin Suicides. And... You know, as we uh, go into October and the, the autumn months arrive, now's the time for that kind of movie, I think. But this isn't to say that Booksmart won't hold your attention. Like, right from the beginning, the, the actors are likeable, the soundtrack has a, a good bounce to it, and the writing is razor sharp. And not only is it funny, but it manages to be funny without falling back on any of the well-worn tropes of the high school genre. There aren't any... There aren't any clicks. You don't see uh, kids segregated based on how they dress or what their interests are, which you know, makes the film more true to life and very much in line with my own experiences of school at that age. With that said, you always need a few larger-than-life characters to populate any comedy, and Booksmart is no slouch in, in that regard. In addition to the two lead characters, Amy and Molly, who I already mentioned are immediately likeable, and... Uh, speaking as someone who also did not spend much of his schooling life giving to parties, very relatable. Uh, but there's also an, an entire cast of personalities, all with their own quirks, uh, many of which pop up regularly, and it's a delight when they do. I really enjoyed Skylar Gisondo as the very desperate to please Jared. Noah Galvin and Austin Crute have some of the film's best lines as George and Alan, and words fail me when, when it comes to summing up Billy Lord as Gigi, who is an, an absolute agent of chaos wherever she goes i describe the film as comfortable but it's also quite confident in itself there are a few moments in the film where it briefly allows itself to indulge in the the visual aspects of a particular scene the the end of the the final school day is almost like a slow motion explosion with you know, confetti and, and water balloons being thrown everywhere as there's no amy's entrance into a swimming pool is shot completely underwater and it's edited with a lot of grace. I mean, we hear nothing uh, except a, a wonderful piece of music underneath it. So it's almost like a, a dance scene, in a way. And then, conversely, her exit from that pool is shot in one take with a handheld camera, which you know, augments her feelings of isolation and confusion. At, at one point, there is a literal dance scene, which is um, introduced with a, an editing trick that I think might be a deliberate tribute or maybe a reference to part of the Broadway melody sequence in Singing in the Rain, which, if you're making a film and want to get into my good books quickly, that's that's how you do it, because <laughs> the moment I'm thinking of is, you know, if pushed to say, probably my favourite second of cinema in, of, of all time. I want to give a quick thumbs up to the costumes as well, which uh, work with the film as the story shifts in, in tone throughout. There's a shot towards the end where we see Molly at a party she's in the middle of the frame surrounded by people none of whom are paying attention to her and she stands out because her dress is so shiny sort of um covered in uh, in sequins and it really highlights how alone she feels in that moment so you know, there's a lot going on with the script 
there's a lot going on with uh, the visual aspects as well. And you know, all of this would be impressive from any director, I think. As a as a debut, though, I think it's doubly impressive. Uh, which leads me to give the film a Sunshine Cinema Show rating of eight out of ten. It, it doesn't quite have as much to say as uh, Eighth Grade, which we reviewed back in April, or uh, Ladybird, which came out last year and I uh, uh, loved a lot. But it's a comedy, so. <laughs> so it doesn't need to have too much to say. And as a comedy, it's it works like gangbusters. I think it's um, really, really enjoyable. Very easy watch. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully this is one that will stick around on the rental charts, because I'd uh, like to hear Marcus's opinion on it. Um, and you know what? Even if it doesn't, I might just bring it up next time on the show anyway. <laughs> Got to get a commitment from him to watch it now, to spend that money and get it. So, um, speaking of which, Marcus and I will be uh, will both be back in two weeks' time, the 20th of October. Uh, we've got no idea what we'll be reviewing at that point. Um, Zombieland 2, I know, comes out on that weekend, so that's a, a potential one there. Uh, I think I know, the, the remake of Aladdin is out on DVD, so that's a, another potential one to review. But we'll see. Um, in the meantime, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Um, and goodbye. If you missed anything in today's episode, you can hear the edited podcast online. Just search for the Sunshine Cinema Show podcast. This is a Sunshine Hospital Radio production. Get well soon.